Welcome back to the Buffalo Blitz right here on the built-in Buffalo Network on Facebook, on YouTube, and Twitter. And I'm your host, Peter DiBiase, as always, every Wednesday right here on all built-in Buffalo Network platforms. Guys, welcome back, and I appreciate everyone that tuned in last week with the Keem A. Rich, and you guys did great, almost 2K on Facebook um, through the whole week. That is awesome. And if you guys missed the show, as always, you can always rewatch it if you want. If you want to rewatch on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, you can. But if you prefer podcast form, you can check it out wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and you can get come releases right after or the next morning. So you guys can come check that out. We'll be breaking down training camp. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter. The comment sections are open. You guys can drop a like and you comment. We're talking about the winners and losers from the training camp. We're breaking down some Jordan Poyer injury situation, some winners and losers, and anything else you guys want to ask us throughout the night until about 9, 9.15. So let's get the bat rolling. Bring on our guest for tonight's episode, Primetime Adam. Adam, how are you doing tonight, my man? I just want football to be back. Um, tomorrow we got the riveting matchup of the Trevor Lawrence-less Jaguars yeah. and the Derek Carr-less Raiders, but football is back. I'm not too thrilled about some injuries coming out of camp. Um, I am by no means an expert, um, but I'm just here to talk about what I've kind of been seeing in the Twitterverse with training camp for Buffalo, and I'm just I'm really excited to talk some Bills football tonight. Yeah, Adam's right, guys. Football is back. So the first winner of the night is winner is, is football is back. But before we get started with tonight's episode, Adam, where can everyone follow you on Twitter? And what exactly do you do for Built in Buffalo? Yeah, so you can follow me either type in Primetime Adam or Adam Zintech 3. Um, you can find me on Twitter there. Just surpassed 10,000 followers. So I'm super proud about that and happy. Um, and then for Built in Buffalo, I help manage their Twitter account. Uh, we have a team of excellent, excellent, excellent uh, content creators that um, we kind of tag team uh, the Twitter account. So I just make sure that everything runs smoothly um, and that we get our stuff out there, all the news from Bill's training camp. Um, there's tons and tons and tons of content creators out there. I'm just happy to be one of them. Yeah, guys, as always, if you like, if you like guys like the Twitter content, you like all of that fun stuff. Adam has a hand in that. So if you guys want to check him out on Twitter, he just hit like 10K, like you just said. So that's awesome. And, and both in Buffalo just hit 10K yeah. on Twitter. So another milestone through as we climb through the ranks for built in Buffalo. What's up, Jim? Appreciate you tuning in tonight. Breaking tables, Dr. Z. Appreciate Brian from Breaking Tables or Tampa Neal from Breaking Tables. We have no idea which one it is, but Breaking Tables oh, is both of them. It's both of them. They're sitting next to each other right now, and they're they're, they're typing away. But Breaking Tables every Monday and Thursday on the Built in Buffalo Network. If you guys want to enjoy a nice laugh, a little less X's and O's, but they know their stuff. Don't don't. I know they don't give themselves credit, but they know their stuff. Um, but you enjoy it. It's a it's a fun time. I've been on the show a couple of times. They're coming on August twenty fourth. Both of them. So that's going to be a fun episode. So breaking tables three times that week. But without further ado, we're going to, before we get to the winners and losers, and like I said, the comment section is open. You guys comment whatever the heck you want. Adam, we're going to start with the Jordan Poyer injury. Was it two days ago? It was two days yeah. ago. He left practice with an elbow injury, and it came out a couple hours later that he hyperextended his elbow. He'll be out a couple weeks, two to three weeks, but he'll be back for week one. So let's start with the, what are your first initial thoughts on, I wouldn't say major Jordan Poyer. It's anywhere between a minor and major injury. It's like right smack in between Jordan Poyer uh, injury. 
Yeah, uh, I am a firm believer. Let's cancel all of preseason. Uh, no more training camp practices are canceled. The next time that any of our dudes will be in pads is week one against the Rams. Um, I mean, it, it's part of football, right? There's a reason why um, the NFL doesn't have 82 games. It's, it's very strenuous on your body. Um, a lot of tic-tac plays like this can happen. Um, I had seen the video initially, and with him being kind of helped off the field, um, a lot of people were saying it looked like he might have had a concussion, too, from the amount of pain he was in. I can't imagine hyperextending my elbow and then being back to work in a physical game in a few weeks. Um, he'll be fine. Time to rest up. He's a, he's an all-pro safety. Um, he's going to be more than fine. And, and in fact, not that a Jordan Poyer injury is good. That's that's not what I'm saying yeah. by, by any stretch of the imagination. But um, Poyer most likely won't be on this team, or there's a possibility that he won't be on this team maybe after this season. Um, so if anything, it kind of gives those younger players on the roster a chance to get some first team reps, see how they pair up with Micah Hyde. Poyer's going to be ready week one. Uh, I'm sad anytime a player gets hurt. I'm happy it's not too severe, um, but but he'll be ready to ball out week one. Yeah, and look, I st- I'm still holding out hope that Jordan Poyer contract extension is somewhere on the horizon, maybe before the end of training camp, but who knows? And obviously we won't know. And, and the Bills are very good at not releasing stuff. And there's not a lot of um, leaks coming out of on one Bills drive. So you won't know until you know. So, but yep. with the Jordan Poirier, obviously he's very important to a team. He's, it was an all pro safety last year. He's one of the best safeties in the NFL. And you would like to obviously extend him. But if we're talking about this year, he, obviously he's super important. He's an impact player. The good thing is Brandon Bean seemed very confident that he'd be back for week one. That's in essence all that matters. There's no structural like damage. There's not fracturing an elbow. There's no like, really surgery needed. He will be okay. He will miss practice. But the one thing I guess silver lining that comes like like you mentioned, Adam, there'll be some reps for some guys at that second safety position. Obviously, Micah Hyde will be very after that uh, right hip injury. He'll be or whatever hip injury. He'll be very slow down in practice and rightfully so we we need both of those players especially Micah Hyde but you have guys like Demar Hamlin Jaquan Johnson even Josh Thomas who will be get legit reps and this is Jaquan Johnson's fourth year on the bills this is Demar Hamlin's second year on the bills this is these are guys that if one if Jordan Poyer is not here for the long run then they could fill in and second even if Jordan Poyer is signed to an extension injuries happen in football Injuries yep. happen in football. And Jordan Poirier and Michael have been very good at staying on the field. There's going to be a game or two potentially this year that they miss. You never know. It's just part of the NFL. And if you can trust Jaquan Johnson, you can trust DeMar Hamlin. Those are probably the two guys, in my opinion, that stick out. And people love how Jaquan Johnson is practicing right now in training camp. And I know it's training camp. So he's filling in for that Jordan Poirier situation. He's also a key special teamer. So, like, Adam, thoughts on, like, it helps those guys get legit reps where they haven't got legit game reps throughout the regular season because one those both of those guys have stayed healthy and one and second is they don't really need to be replaced they're not they're all pro safeties so this True. gives Jaquan Johnson and DeMar Hamlin some reps that they probably wouldn't get most of the time I think that while that is those are excellent amazing points you forgot about the one the one big dude who's been dominating camp right now that we'll get to but not only DeMar Hamlin not only Johnson Christian Benford is going to yeah. get some ideal snaps with the first team. I, I, I've i been seeing a lot of things coming out of camp. Uh, in fact, another content creator, I really like Justice. Um, him and I were talking on a show, and, and Benford was one of the guys that we were kind of honing in on before camp started, the, a guy that we really liked, we wanted to see. Um, so the fact that 
Poyer goes down and it'll give uh, Christian Benford, who's already having a really great camp, um, some reps at first team it is excellent. Like you said, anything can happen during the season. Josh Allen might go down for a game or two. That's why you got Case Keenum, a solid backup there. Uh, we have eight wide receivers. If, if a wide receiver goes down, it's next man up. And the same thing with Poyer and Hyde. Uh, we have Johnson, who, like you said, has been with the system for the past four years. And we got a couple younger guys in there who will need to step up and play ball. Look what happened when Trey White went down last year, right? We had Dane Jackson um, coming out of nowhere, next man up, and he wound up having a really solid year. So um, I think McDermott and Bean, with the culture they've built in Buffalo and with this next man up philosophy, um, I'm not worried about uh, a little bit of practice time and a little um, extra, uh, not game speed, but, but near game speed reps for some of the younger guys in the roster. And for people that don't know, Christian Bedford was the day three pick or one of the day three picks from Villanova. And he can play corner. He came in as a corner, but he also can play safety. And the Bills really like, look, it's obviously an uphill battle to make the roster like DeMar Hamlin, Jaquan Johnson, those type of even like a Cam Willis because he plays corner. Those kind of guys have, I would say, the leg up. They've been here. They've experienced like Jaquan Johnson's not going anywhere, especially with Jordan Porter being injured and the future um, up in the air of a Jordan Porter. But like Christian Bedford could be a practice squad guy and could be like, like Adam said, the next man up. He was a six-round pick from Villanova, so he was, and he was very good at in the FCS. But obviously, he was a late-round pick for a reason. So the Christian Benford's important. Like you get, you're getting guys that, like I said, won't always be getting reps, which is a good thing. Obviously, you want Jordan Poyer healthy, and he'll be healthy. Yeah. He'll be back for week one. So everybody, that's everybody, breathe, calm down. Jordan Poyer will be back uh, for week one. We don't really have to worry about that but obviously when you hear the Jordan Poirier was injured you just heard a couple days before the Micah Hyde scare and that was very interestingly reported I'm not gonna just start bashing people but like how, how it reported was first came out very scared people it just there wasn't a lot of detail I get it you're not gonna know a lot of what uh on information right away and you want to break that information right away because it's your job so you had back-to-back safeties go down on a separate days of practice of uh, separate separate days of training camp so obviously you were scared. Everybody calmed down. They didn't practice today. They had a walk through. It's let's take a deep breath and let's let's move on to the good things about training camp. Well, I think I think part of the reason why people were so so uh, scared. Obviously, anytime a Bills player gets hurt, you're going to be scared, right? You yeah. you hope it's not a serious injury. But Hyde and Poyer are such a key piece of this oh defense. Uh, they're the most one of the most underrated duos in the NFL and and they are elite elite at their position. Not only that, but the thought of Trey White being out for a few weeks, Kair Elam having to step up with Dane Jackson opposite him. Um you need Hyde and Poyer there for the first few weeks uh, until we get Trey White up to speed. So the thought of having Poyer or Hyde hurt while we're also going to be missing Trey White would be a huge blow to our secondary. So that's from when I saw oh a Hyde injury, oh a, a Poyer injury. My yeah. initial thought was we cannot afford to be down to safety no, before no. the season starts against the defending Super Bowl champions with an no. explosive offense. Like we're Super Bowl favorites coming into next season. So there's going to be a target on our back. And if we have deficiencies in the secondary, teams are going to target that right off the rip. Yeah. And obviously, Jaquan Johnson, like we said, DeMar Hamlin have had solid pra- uh, training camps, but they're not Jordan Poyer and they're not Micah Hyde. That's. And and then maybe Jaquan Johnson turns into a legit starter. Like, we don't know. But they're not Micah Hyde and they're not Jordan Parr. So, like Adam said, 
It was scary. We moved past it, and everything's okay now until the next one happens because there's going to be another injury. Someone's going to get yep. banged up, and it might not be serious. It might be serious. So oh, knock on wood that it's not serious. Um, but as always, guys, the comment section is open. I appreciate Julian. I appreciate you stopping in. Appreciate you tuning in for tonight's episode. If you guys want to drop any comments, anything like that, talk about anything you guys want, Bills related, you can pull us off a random train. You don't care. But we're going to go with the flow of the show at this point. Winners and losers of so far of the training camp. I want to I want to preface this. I wrote an article for builtinbuffalonews.com. If you guys don't uh, check that website, great articles, maybe like four or five articles a week of great creators and all that stuff. But I wrote a stock up and stock down. And I started the article, or part of my article, I wrote, everyone, this is what we've heard, and this is a week and a half. Things change. Preseason yeah. games haven't been played. But we are going off, like I said last week, what we know and what we read. That There's nothing else we can do. So the first winner of the week and a half of training camp is Isaiah McKenzie. Adam, what have you liked so far about Isaiah McKenzie? I will preface it by saying, like you had mentioned, uh, training camp overreactions are a real thing. We're all hungry for football. Um, I'm guilty of it, too. There's reports coming out of the Jets camp that Joe Flacco is having an astounding camp and, and might beat Zach Wilson for the job. If you remember in years past, Nathan Peterman was a was a training camp expert. These might just be a little bit of overreactions, but like Pete said, we can only go based off of what we're seeing. And what I've been seeing from and what you all have been seeing, Bills Mafia, is that Isaiah McKenzie is becoming a dominant factor in this offense. There is even a, a, a quote from Sean McDermott saying that the one of the biggest parts that McKenzie might have to adjust in his game is being a full-time option in this offense. Um, Sal Capaccio was just on the Pat McAfee show today talking about the Bills offense and that uh, for fantasy football, he's looking at Isaiah McKenzie to get a ton more targets. Look, we just re-signed the guy. Uh, He was a a gadget player for the past few years. We lose Cole Beasley. Um, McKenzie's got to step up. and, And if the game against New England last year was any indication, when he's called to task, He's going to show up and he's going to ball out um, diving catches, just going after it. Uh, there was a, a play yesterday at training camp uh, that Josh Allen handed off to Isaiah McKenzie in the backfield. McKenzie wound up handing it off to Dawson Knox for a touchdown. So there's still going to be those gadget plays in the mix. Um, but McKenzie's proving that he is a, a centerpiece in this offense. Yes, we have digs. Yes, we have Davis. If McKenzie can, can put out the production he had like he did in that new England game, Man, this this offense got a lot scarier. And obviously, like the gadget thing, like you said, you don't want to get rid of like what he's no. been good at in his career. And it also gives you an element because the Bills really don't have a super super gadget. But like James Cook can be that dynamic guy, but they're not going to use him in weird gadget formations and all that stuff. Like like you said, that quote from McDermott. You also I'll say you forgot, but it also said at the end of the quote, "Teams game planning for him." So yep. That's your adjustment because I'm not saying teams they like, didn't game plan for him, but they clearly didn't focus on him when he well, he's on field what 10 percent, 20 percent. and look isaiah mckenzie will slide into that slot role in the sense of being not a full time i don't know it's tough to explain the role of the slot position this year for the bills right like the first day of practice when jameson crowder was on the field when he was active for the first day of training camp isaiah mckenzie was getting the number one reps at slot that also could be because he knows the system and jameson yep. crowder is just getting used to the system. The problem is James Crowder proceeded to mix, miss the next, whatever, four to five days for lower body. So it's nothing serious, but he was just going through things. And I still think 
Jameson Crowder makes the roster. And I still think oh, he has yeah. a very vital role on this team because, and like I've said this multiple times, and mo- most people have said this, Jameson Crowder, Isaiah McKenzie complement each other. They both do two different things in the slot. And then obviously you throw Khalil Shakir in there and you have three like legit slot receivers. And then obviously you can move Shakir outside and you just have a ton of weapons. But Isaiah McKenzie is going to be game plan for it. And like you said, 10%, 15% of the snaps he got last year. You go back to some of the games he popped and not games where, oh, like, well, he only plays good in a couple games. You have to look at the target shares. Yes. How many targets he getting per game? I don't have it in front of me, but like a month and a half ago, me and Zbot from Fanatics, like in our show, for like half, he was on the show like for like half an hour. We just went through like the target shares for Isaiah McKenzie because we got ourselves down a loophole because it will make you go crazy because he has two targets, two targets, two targets. Then the game has 15, like 11 targets, and he has 10 catches for a buck yep. 30, right? Those numbers might not be right, but you get the you get the point. So when he gets targets, he's gonna be and he's not gonna get 10 targets every game. I'm no. asking from four to seven, like four to seven targets and 40% of the snaps. Him and Jameson Crowder kind of share the snaps. And then you work Shakir in, who has a kind of a set, right? I think that would be the ideal scenario for the Bills. And look, you can have Crowder and McKenzie on the field at the same time. You could do that if you really felt like it. So I think Isaiah McKenzie, one, will be used way more. Like he has to. And you already saw from the beginning of training camp, minus Jameson Crowder being out, that Ken Dorsey is making an effort to use Isaiah McKenzie. And that might be Ken Dorsey. That might also be like, Josh Allen, or even Sean McDermott, like, guys, we got to get this guy on the field. It doesn't have to be 100 snaps, 100% of the snaps. 90, it doesn't have to be Diggs and Davis or Knox, any of those three guys. But it has to be where he becomes a legit threat. If he's not having a good game, he's not having a good game. But he needs to get five to seven targets a game. And if he's having a great game, maybe 10 to 12. It just gives the Bills another dynamic option. Like, But Jamison Crowder will be a dynamic option. And I'm not worried about Jamison Crowder. Well, he's had lower body injuries. We'll get to Jamison Crowder in a, in a second because we'll get to the second. But Isaiah McKenzie has been dynamic. He's been fun. He's been used a lot. Like, if this isn't Isaiah McKenzie last year or the year before. This guy has an actual role in the offense. And I don't think this is training camp overreaction. It might no. be training camp overreaction if you're coming out. He has 70% or 80% of snaps with the slot receiver. That's an overreaction. If but you're saying team, Isaiah McKenzie's wide receiver two on this offense next year, that might be a stretch. That's an overreaction. He is 3A and Crowder is 3B. Yeah. That's not an overreaction. If you're saying no. he's going to get 40% of the snaps and he's going to get a good amount of slot targets, mm-hmm. five to seven targets a game, that is not an overreaction. This isn't more of an overreaction if you're not going crazy. But stock up, I wrote about Isaiah McKenzie stock up. That quote like uh, from Sean McDermott, read the, like Adam said, the biggest adjustment for Isaiah McKenzie is potentially stepping into a full time role, which he's gonna, which means he's gonna. Like he, yes. McDermott is just gonna say yeah. that. They don't. They don't say anything no. unless it's intentional. No. They're yes. very They're, intentional. What they yes. say. What I love about a franchise. I don't want stuff leaking out nonsense because one, it toys with our emotion because half the time it doesn't right, right. come to fruition. And this will come to fruition. And then teams game planning for him, which would be super interesting. But you also can't focus your whole game plan on Isaiah McKenzie because you have Diggs, Davis, you have Knox, O.J. Howard, James Cook, and you have Josh Allen throwing the ball. So Isaiah McKenzie's not is, um, yeah, he's not that. It's not an overreaction at this point. It is not an overreaction at this point. McDog coming in. Let's go Buffalo. Appreciate you joining the show, appreciate you tuning in. Alan is my boy. Who who like who doesn't love Alan if you're a Bill? He's everyone's boy. 
Allen's Allen's everyone's. He has to be. He has to be. Like you still love Jim Kelly and you still love Josh Allen. There's no, there's no if ands or buts. Um, Dominique's coming in. I appreciate you coming back, Dominique. Let's go Buffalo. What's up, Bills Mafia? Penny's coming in. Go Bills. Dominique sending ninety nine cents. Appreciate that. Appreciate it. Ninety nine cents. Somehow, Adam, I still I got a couple. I got five or six dollars last week. I still haven't got my check from Dave yet. Uh. No, on, it goes into the Jordan signing fund. <laughs> you were on the show when Dave was telling us where the money goes. Yeah, yeah YouTube yeah. takes, and then YouTube takes like half the money. Like YouTube, yeah. like, come on, man! Like you're, you're taking half the ninety-nine cents. Appreciate it, Dominique. Appreciate it, but little, you know what? To YouTube, Penny's right. McKenzie's a yeah. third wide receiver. He is a third wide receiver, but he also could be the three A or the four on a game day. He's like he's gonna roll's gonna change. Shakir could be interesting. Like Dawson Knox is the third target, in my opinion. Like he's the third target behind Diggs and Davis. I don't know if you agree with that, but he's not no, a receiver. I don't, I don't know. I, I'd say in the end zone, yes. In the end zone, okay. without a doubt, Dawson Knox is the third third wide receiver, the third target. But I mean, it, it, in the same way that um, McKenzie had those games where he would explode, That's Dawson true. Knox kind of had those games where he, he wasn't on the, the stat sheet at all. I mm-hmm. mean, um, he, he'd have a lot of touchdowns, which was great, and he was a red zone threat, but there'd be games where, what, two? three targets a game maybe um so i i would argue that mckenzie uh, mm. when you're not in the red zone might be the third option on this team yeah i think that's and like i think that could be a legit option and obviously like mckenzie's not a vital red zone threat in the right. sense of he's more of a he becomes more of a gadget player when he's in the red zone so like like i said that's why everybody's going to get their shares. Like Jamison Crowd is probably a better slot receiver in the red zone. He's better yeah. at getting open. And then you have Dawson Knox and OJ Howard. That's where OJ Howard should make his money. And obviously you have Diggs and Davis. So the, the Bills are going to use every, every guy minus Diggs and Davis and Knox because Knox has his, the tight end one locked up. Like, but besides those three guys, they all have their certain roles and packages that they're going to be used in. And hopefully mm-hmm. they all excel. Dominique, I'm hoping you're right, man. McKenzie and, and Cook are both going to be matchup nightmares. McKenzie, yes, and we'll get to the rookies in a second, but Cook would definitely be a matchup nightmare. That That's – yes. And look, Diggs yeah. all day. Diggs all day. Was, where where are we going at? If, if, if Cook can get up to speed and if, if they really like what they're seeing, I really like the idea of both of them on the field for a, a couple series. I, I don't want to take Singletary out. I don't want to take Moss out necessarily in certain situations, yeah. but a McKenzie and a cook um, in the backfield, both of them, like uh, Josh Allen back there with McKenzie on his left cook on his right. Yes. I, I don't know. That That's a triple read option nightmare. No, it's it, look, there's so many things. There's so many things the Bills can do with this offense. It's fun. And look, McKenzie still has a lot to prove. Yeah, he still has, like McDermott said, he still has a lot to prove as a legit, legit, every not every down, but a, a legit focus in this offense or a legit role in this offense. He doesn't have a lot to prove where he has proof. Eh, it's not going to come out right, but he has proved he can be product, productive. Yeah. So he doesn't have to prove that he does that he has to be productive. He has to be proved that he can be consistent, consistently productive, but he has to get the targets. He can't. He's not throwing himself the ball, and I'm not saying Allen wasn't throwing him the ball. It's just, like Adam said, he was like, "What is it? Like 10 of the snaps he got last year." So he wasn't really in the offense. Um, like to see Vikings game with both Cooks. Yeah, that'd be fascinating. I also like to see a smoke the Vikings. So that's also yeah. that's also I would like to see. Um, but yeah, Davin Cook is if James Cook is Davin Cook, then have fun. 
we're going to go to a little lesser note. And obviously, just to keep it interesting, loser, the first loser of the week, and that is the offensive line. And Adam, I'll start with you. Why do you think the offensive line has been trending down? We'll say trending down for right now. I, I, I think with Cam starting and, and Saffold being hurt, um, I, I think Spencer Brown right. had an injury in there. Right. Huh? It didn't start great with Saffold being that, injured. That, that's what I mean. Like uh, with Saffold and, and uh, Tommy Doyle, I heard, is not really having a, an excellent uh, – not that he's a – Saffold being out um, and the fact that Bobby Hart is playing some first-team reps, um, you're not going to have a great time. There was, there was a highlight the other day of, of Josh Allen throwing a, a, a tutty. Um, it was to Stefan Diggs. The Bills account uh, tweeted it out. It was, it was a great pass, but if you noticed um, – the O-line got burnt real bad, and Rousseau would have had an easy sack. He had to stand up completely, pull himself back. Um, I, I think last year my 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 worry is a little bit that um, our O-line didn't have great play last year. Um, there were some games that were good, and we started getting it together when, when Bates um, started getting in the lineup and playing well towards the end of the year. But there was a good chunk of the season where our O-line kind of let us down a little bit. Josh Allen had to play running scared a little bit. Reminded me of his rookie year. Not as bad, but reminded me of his rookie year with just broken plays left and right. Um, I mean, there was those um, those statistics of like Josh Allen being one of the most highly pressured quarterbacks last season, um, but being able to complete the most passes when pressured and such. Um, so starting camp with Saffold being out, Spencer Brown not being there. Um, just some non-continuity across the line made me a little worried. Um, yeah. It makes me a little nervous, but that could also be that uh, our D line is just so amazing with Oliver dominating and Miller and, and Tim settle <laughs> and everyone just is so, so good that our O line can't keep them in check. Um, but our offensive line does have me worried and I will probably be repeating that sentiment. Um, if I see Bobby Hart starting in the NFL. Bobby Hart's not making the team, so I don't think we have to worry about Bobby Hart. I hopefully you don't have to worry about Bobby Hart. But How many also, times have we said that over the past two years, though? Yeah, he always finds a way to be on like, the practice squad <laughs> for some freaking reason. Um, I know, and I feel bad for the guy, but I do too. He's he's, he's a professional. I'm super yeah, happy he's on yeah. the team. I, I he's, he's not a hardworking individual, but like get off the field sometimes. Please. He's making we making good money. He's fine. Um. Thing with the offensive line from last year, and I agree. Like the offensive line was had. Patches of games where they were incredible. Patches of game when they're bad. It was also, I think, more if we focus, like if we go like in depth of where the offensive line was bad. It was that interior of yep. the offensive line, and not even Mitch Morris. It was the guard position. And like you said, Ryan Bates is coming in, and then we saw Spencer Brown kind of develop into a legit right tackle, and it took him a little while. But he was a third round rookie. We asked to do a lot, and obviously Deion Dawkins is a left tackle. But Saffold, I think, will be back for Week One. I'm not as confident yeah. as him being back for Week One as Poyer, but he was already doing some. Individual drills. He was so he's being able to move. The next step is him getting hit, like that yeah. hit to the chest with the ribs area. Like that's the next step. But the good thing is he's a veteran. He's played in the league a long time. He also knows the Aaron Cromer system. He knows the system, so he'll be okay. Ryan Bates being injured for the right guard is kind of annoying, but it's not a serious injury. It's nothing that we have to like lose our absolute mind about. And look, once. I think once we get Spencer Brown back and he's trending back, like he's been doing individual drills. He's just not doing team drills. He's, he's, he'll be back and probably it doesn't seem he's that far from being back. So once you get obviously, and Dawkins missed some time for some personal matter. And obviously that's totally acceptable. Uh, you got to take care of your own business and hopefully everything good with Dawkins, but his left tackle when Dawkins is there. And then you 
leave left guard for second. And then you have Mitch Morris, Bates, and Sprout. If that's a line, I'm fine. Like it, it, they, they will gel. And Tommy Doyle. If, if Bates can play the way that he did in the second yes, half of yes. last season. I'm also just talking about just getting reps in training camp at this point. Yeah, like Just yeah. getting reps in training camp to get continuity, all that stuff. Tommy Doyle, and I think he could be a good, very swing tackle. I think he'd be a good backup. He's going against Von Miller. That's a tough ass. Yeah. That's a tough ask. Von Miller's just beating up on him. That is a very, very tough ask. And somebody that has stood out who has very good versatility, which we maybe not have, would have saw if everyone was fully healthy, is David Questenberry. He's yeah, gonna I was going to say, Questenberry was a pickup. impact to this team. So there's a good winner on an offensive line. It might be Questenberry because yep. he's played right tackle. Then they shift him to left guard. So the good thing is there's an injury. There might be an injury during the season. Or so, let's say Southfield can't play week one. Question Barry would be that left guard. Like he'll be able to play. He's a very good run blocker. He's an average pass blocker, but he's in a tremendous. He's one of the highest graded run blockers in the last couple of years, according to PFF. He's one of the best run blockers in the NFL. So at least we have David Questenberry, who's a very solid swing and versatile versatility. He's very good versatility on the offensive line. Saffold should be back for week one. I bet you Ryan Bates comes back very soon. I don't think we're far. And Ryan Bates was not serious. And then Spencer Brown has been doing individual drills, just not team drills. So look, so far, week and a half, the offensive line has been trending down. It's just because we're playing backups. And that's why also the offense have struggled from time to time because they're just not getting – Josh Allen's getting no time. So once you see Bates back on the field, Brown doing uh, team drills, I think Bills fans will breathe. And hopefully we don't have to revisit this in a couple of weeks. And who is the? I, I always forget his name. But we got a rookie too in the draft that I I, I know that it's it's oh, a rookie Luke, and it, Luke Benuda from Virginia Tech. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. That he I was, think he's a swing. He's a guy that can play. He played. So I'm actually a Virginia Tech football fan. So like I got. So he played right tackle at Virginia Tech. He was good. He's very big. He's six eight. He's a, he's a long term project. He's a project. Yeah. He might be a long term project. We also can play and the Spencer guard. Brown, Spencer Brown was supposed to be a long-term yes, project. Dawson true. Knox was kind of supposed to be a that long-term project that they had to throw in. Sure. I mean, we it, Greg Rousseau, even though he was game ready, was a long-term project. So I, I think if someone goes down, we could see him excel. Um, yeah. It's it, going to have growing pains, but yes. I, and I, he I might think not that we be impactful it. this year. But down no. the road, he could be the guy that could play a guard. He could play the tackle, and that's probably where Questenberry is probably like the step ahead of him. Like that's where Questenberry's yep. role is, but. That's another. I think the Bills O line, like I said, Bates comes back, Brown comes from doing individual drills to team drills, will be fine. And I'm yeah. looking at McDuck. I don't think the O line was trash last year. I don't. I don't think we're going trash. They were oh, they were solid, but they made improvements. They got Ryan Bates on the field, which took them long enough, and they brought in Roger Saffold. And then you have another year of Spencer Brown. True. So I think the O line. I, I don't think that they were in the top fifteen of offensive lines last year. No, I think I from think time to time they played like a top 15 offensive right, line. Right. But from game one to the last game of the year, they weren't. And I also still think it was more the middle of the offensive line. I still think Dawkins is great on the left tackle. I think Brown is very good at right tackle. I think Morse is a very solid center. But I think Saffold will hopefully will solidify that left guard position. And then a full year of Ryan Bates plays. Because if he plays like he did when he played, got legit snaps, I think the offensive line will be totally fine so but i don't I bet you next year in the draft that they either if jordan poyer leaves next year in the draft they probably go safety or all line again i bet you even if jordan poyer does i think they might go like yeah they would definitely go i think probably guard position seems like a very yeah. highly 
anticipated pick next year. We'll, we'll get there eventually. We'll get there. We're talking about the draft next year, baby. Let's go. Yes, next week, guys, I'll come up and wait for a big board, and we can just break it down and not talk yeah. about what's going on. With the Bills with a 30-second pick after winning the Super Bowl. Yes, that's that, 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 yeah, that's good. I'll talk about the draft from 30-second pick. Um, Penny, I, I didn't, we didn't put Devin Singletary in our winners and losers this week. I don't think that's a bad thing. He's doing. No. You're hearing about James Cook. One, he's having a good camp, and two, he's new. You hear a lot about the new guys because one, we haven't seen him outside of him the combine and playing at Georgia. And college is different than NFL. Singletary's doing his thing. If you, I think, if you heard too much about Singletary, it would be for the wrong reasons. It'd be bad. It'd be Singletary's dropping passes. He's not doing his thing. Singletary's not going anywhere. Look, you don't might not have to think he's an elite running back, but Singletary was very good at the end of the year last year. He was very good. He. He'll have a major role. So I don't think we have to worry, Penny. I don't think we have to worry about Singletary at this point. There's nothing to like lose your mind because I think if somebody reported about Singletary or if you asked like Matt Perino or Sal, somebody that'd be like, he's doing his job. We're not going to write an article when they come out with their observation at the end of the day. We're not going to do what, take one of our, because they have a certain amount of words they got. We're not going to write about Devin Singletary because it's like we're not writing about Josh Allen or Stefan Diggs or Davis. They're doing their job. They're doing Matt Milano, Taron Johnson. You're not hearing about those guys because they're up there doing their jobs. Yes, exactly. I'm going to go on a limb and say, and I appreciate you coming in, McDog, and I appreciate you um, supporting Buffalo, my show, and hopefully come back next week. No disrespect here, but I'm assuming you're going Matt Breida. With that, I know I, I know you met. And Matt Breida's not on the roster. Yeah. So he's not better than Singletary. Um, yeah. Enough said. Uh, I don't think we need to go down another winner of the week and this could be because maybe the offensive line is not great or we improved this position when adam texted me his winners losers he put ed oliver i put defensive line so we're combining it and making it one major topic adam what have you liked so far ed oliver also included but the defensive line as a whole for for me ed oliver what what i've kind of read in in the few articles i've seen coming out of camp is that he's finally seems comfortable right like uh, uh he, he seems like he's finally getting a feel that this is part of his team and, and i know that it was part of his team in past seasons but him being comfortable is, is a really big thing because confidence goes a long way with players at of his caliber um uh, there's another interview where he had where he talked about how von miller's already like his brother um so one of the biggest things about Von Miller being added to this team, um, not only is his caliber of player and how good of a player Von Miller is, but what he can bring to these younger players, the Greg Rousseau's, the Boogie Basham's, the Ed Oliver's. Um, and it seems like Von Miller is is rubbing off on these guys um, to the point where um, Ed Oliver is having a monster camp so far. Greg Rousseau, like I said, that one play that Josh Allen had a touchdown, he would have lit him up if that was a yeah. real play and he was playing someone else. Um, so I just think the defensive line – um, after McDermott and Bean have been very intentional in past year's drafts, like I mentioned, Rousseau and Basham, back-to-back draft picks. It's a big item that the front office likes to, to focus on. They want to win the game in the trenches. Big, beefy O-line, big, beefy defensive line. Um, so I like seeing that the defensive line is, is winning most of those battles and Ed Oliver is kind of coming into his own before a big contract year. I hope he doesn't have like 37 sacks and we need to pay him $70 million a season. Um, but I'm really happy to see that Ed Oliver is kind of coming into his own, kind of dominating camp and, and learning under the wing of a, a first ballot Hall of Famer in Von Miller. Something that Mitch Moore said and that I wrote about or I put in my stock up, stock down, check it out on builtinbuffalo.news.com. But Mitch Moore said if you put Von Miller and Ed Oliver on the same side, 
it's almost cheating. That's all I got to say. Um, but Mitch not. Morris has been in the league for a while and has seen some really, really, really good defensive lines. Yes, he's biased because it's Buffalo, but that's really good coming out of your starting center um, that that's a scary duo to face off against. 100%. And look, you saw, obviously, the Von Miller coming in. That's a huge, huge pickup. It's a major superstar, top six, seven edge rusher in the National Football League. You also have another year of Ed Oliver, and he's in his right, I think, mindset, role. I always mess up. He, he's now playing, instead of playing the other position, he's playing, it's a three-tech and the one-tech. I always mess it up. And he's he's playing the other opposite where he's, he usually played, which is a good thing. And Izzy, if he's watching, he will comment and he'll tell me because I always mess it up, and Izzy always got uh, got my back on that. But Tim Seto, Daquan Jones, helps the run defense, right? Oh, is- yeah huge thing for the bills because their run defense wasn't bad like the bills were fine in run defense there were just a couple games where you just wanted to not watch them. you wanted to turn Jonathan the game. taylor colts game yes that's the game um if the bills become a legit consistent run defense i'm not asking to be the number one run defense top 10 top 12 run defense something like that then it makes this pass defense which is one of the best pass defense and then fell so much they were the number one defense in the NFL, and they yeah. can still make a huge jump in the run defense. Yes, exactly. Which is Which scary. Is scary for other teams. Good for us. Yeah. Scary for other teams. Good for the Bills. Um, Tim Settle and Daquan Jones. And I got Jordan Phillips is back, but we've seen Jordan Phillips and what he can do for the team. Shaq Lawson's a very good run defender off the edge. Daquan Jones and Tim Settle coming back are coming on this team will give them big, beefy, and I'm going to use the word beefy, D tackles that will clog the lanes. They're not getting after the quarterback. So Ed Oliver can get after the quarterback now because he can do his job. Tim Settle and Daquan Jones are there to just eat up the, the middle of the field, eat up the middle of the line, just in the trap. Wreak havoc. Yeah. Just be, be annoying. And they're both, and Tim Settle, when he played with Washington, it was very good. Daquan Jones is a very good D tackle. And then you're going to rotate these two guys, keep them fresh. You also have Jordan Phillips. And Shaq Lawson. Yes, and Shaq Lawson, who obviously will be on the edge, but he's also a very good run defender at his position. Right. If we're and talking then, defensive line as a whole, the the it got rota- the rotation is just nuts to me. You yes. got Jordan Phillips, you got Shaq Lawson, you got Ed Oliver, you got Greg Rousseau, you got Boogie Basham, you got Tim Zeno, you got Daquan Jones, you got Von Miller. There's so many pieces. And then that AJ Ampanesa. And AJ Ampanesa. Like he's in a major prove it year. So like this he's is got a year. This is, like Basham has another year. He can obviously. Yeah, Basham yeah. and Russo have another year, but if AJ doesn't prove it this year, yes, and and I think Russo was very good from time to time last year. I think Basham showed flashes of being very good. They just didn't get a lot of consistent playing time. Russo was a rookie. Basham. That's a project, and he had an yeah. interception at the line against Patrick Mahomes. Yes, and Basham was inactive for by a handful of games, and also you yeah. can put Basham because he's well, he can play the inside too. You can move Basham on the inside. He's a big you. boy too. Yes, so those Basham's a edge, large human. Yes, the edge improved. The interior of the defensive line improved, and they've already proved it. They're batting balls at the D-line. Tim Seto had an interception. He picked off Case Keenum and returned it for 20 yards. They frustrated Josh Allen by batting balls at the line of scrimmage, tipping balls. They're Obviously, they're not pounding James Cook and Singletary into the ground because don't injure your old players. Right. But they're doing the job. And if Epinetta or Basham pop, because I think Russo is going to have a very good year. I really expect Russo to have a solid year. But if you get a solid year out of either Basham at Penenza, 
That's scary. That's scary. That's a scary. Because you know that Oliver's going to have a good year. You know Miller's yes. going to have a good year. Yeah. And if you can get Rousseau and Basham, who are up there, that that's it's dominant. It's it's scary good. Yes, it's scary good. We got a little a little argument going on in our, our comment section. I appreciate it, McDog and Dominic about arguing about Singletary. Sure. Uh, Matt Milano is a straight beast. Ed Oliver is definitely going to stand out. Yeah, Matt Milano, like, like, like Singletary, hasn't really been talked about, but me and Adam were talking about off-air, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. Yep. And Ed Oliver, like we said, is going to be a straight beast. You know who's going to be one of the biggest beneficiaries of a dominant defensive line? Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds. We'll get, we'll, end, we'll get to the end of the show. Which we'll get to Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, Dominic coming here this year, Singletary to earn the number one spot because what's he good at? No, number two. Okay. I don't know what that means. But yes, look, Singletary is the number one running back. I think we have to put that out there. If I have to make a banner about that, like Singletary is. Uh, wait, we haven't had a good running back since Fred Jackson. LaShawn McCoy? LaShawn McCoy existed. Appreciate you coming in, McDougan. No disrespect to anybody that wants to. Check the show, and I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to go. I don't want to bat, but we can agree. I thought, agree. I thought Shady was great. I thought Shady was phenomenal. He might have been better than Fred Jackson. When like, his best years are probably better than Fred Jackson's best years, and I love Fred Jackson. He's one of my. He's one of the reasons I got became a Bills fan. Like I love Fred Jackson. Sean McCoy was a dang good running back. Yeah, he was a dang good running. He was almost a that, that touchdown he had in the Colts play, uh, snow game. Yeah, that was incredible. Shady, well, Sean McCoy was good. And so was Devin Singletary. Like, Devin Singletary is a good running back. Look, is he Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry? No. You don't need him to be when you have Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Dawson no. Knox. Like, you don't – our focus isn't on the running no. game. Yes, you we'd like to see to. a little more out of it. But if you heard what we were talking about earlier in the show, our offensive line had woes. Um, that doesn't that doesn't help drops passes. I, I totally get that. And I think Cook's game with his pass-catching abilities will add a new dimension to this. But when your offensive line struggles to maintain, your running game is going to suffer. So with the addition of Roger Saffold, uh, I, I think that's going to help the running game. With O.J. Howard joining the team and maybe having some two tight end sets where you rush it with Devlin Singletary. And remember, towards the end of the season and into the playoffs, Singletary started to have quite quite the yeah. games in there. I said that earlier. Like end of, Look at end of year Singletary. He was very, very good. Very good. And that's Ooh. when Bates came into his own, when Brown was playing fine. good football. Singletary's the number one guy. Him and James Cook are going to complement each other. Because yes. they both, like, like James and Crowder, Isaiah McKenzie do. They both do two totally different things. Look, James, James Cook might be the future at running back. He might be the future at running. He probably is the future at running back. But we're talking about right now, Singletary is that first and second down running back, and James Cook is that third down pass. I don't know, Peter. Get fired up about Singletary. Come on. I see the vein popping out. Let's go. And, like, look, Singletary might not be signed long term. Like, I don't know if he's the future, future running back, but he's not a bad running back, and that's not the focal point of this offense. Him and James Cook will complement each other so will Zach Moss, and I think – Look, James Cook probably will be an every down running back in two years. Like I think he'll be yeah. that future running back for the Bills. But Singletary, I don't want to hear disrespect to Singletary. I really don't. He's not, if you want to say he's not better than Christian McCaffrey or Derrick Henry or Dalvin Cook, you're right. <laughs> you're right. But he's a dang good running back. Just look at his stats. Go Google Devin Singletary. You don't have to watch tape. Devin Singletary is a good running back. He's not great. He's not bad. He's definitely above average. He's a good running 
good running back. It's pretty, pretty simple. Um, we're going through. I think Lashawn McCoy was. This is what we do. We 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 read the comments section. We go off on the train, and I don't care because it's fun. It, this is why I want you guys to comment because look, we have me and Adam have a list of winners and losers. If we don't get to the full winners and losers, it's still a show. It's still a, a yeah. fun content show. It's not the end of the world. And we probably talked about the most important winners and losers at this point. Um, Lashawn McCoy was better than decent. He was a top like a seven running back when he was on the Bills in his peak years. Yeah, yeah. he was like a first, almost second round pick in fantasy football. And I know you don't want to like go off fantasy football, but if you're first or second round pick in fantasy football, you're Shady's, in the league. Shady's best season with the Bills was 1,200 yards. Uh, Fred Jackson's best season with the Bills, he barely, he had 1,062 yards. And that's no disrespect. Yeah. I know, I know, Adam. No nope. disrespect to Fred Jackson. Fred Jackson was awesome. If Fred Jackson one was on this team right now, awesome. If Lashawn McCoy was on this team, awesome. They're both very good running backs for the Bills. So Sean McCoy, he might be a Hall of Famer. Like, he might be a Hall of Famer. Shady had a season with 13 rushing touchdowns with us. Yes. Like, he might be a Hall If you look at his peak years, he might be a Hall of Famer. We might not get in. Fred Jackson's not a Hall of Famer. So, and I I, look, I like Fred Jackson. I like Fred Jackson. I don't I love I, I have a sign. I got behind me a sign mini helmet of Fred Jackson. I love Fred Jackson. Like, he's awesome. He's just... Sean McCoy's better. Um, appreciate you coming in, real Dan Kelly. Tuesday night's conflict of interest with Akeem. They always said being late is better than not showing up, Mr. DiBiase. What's up? I appreciate you coming in, guys. Tuesday nights with Akeem. Conflict of interest is a fun show, as always. Dan Kelly will be coming on this program end of the month of August, early September. So, yeah. Singletary is a great weapon, yeah. And yes. Thurman Thomas, yeah, Thurman Thomas is the reason I became Bills fan. Or now, I, I wouldn't argue that uh, Shady's better than Thurman. No, <laughs> no, 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 never better than Fred Jackson, though. Yeah, um, he misses out on based out on career rushing years, probably with Sean McCoy. I bet you that's probably why he misses out. But if you look at his peak years, like his prime years, he was an elite running back. Uh, well, and and uh, just for Buffalo's sake, Fred Jackson played for us for eight years. Shady played for us for four. Um, Fred Jackson played during the drought years, didn't get a lot of recognition because because he played during the drought years. Yeah, yeah. LaShawn McCoy was part of the 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 drought breaking. So it's just different play styles. I mean, uh, different years playing with the team. Shady was just a beast. I loved Shady McCoy. I thought yeah. he was fantastic. Of course. And I love Fred Jackson. Fred Jackson's one of my favorite all-time Bills players. Yes, yes. And, yes, Singletary is very good. So I don't want to hear any slander on the Singletary path coming. Do you think Zach Moss is the odd man out then? No. I think he makes the roster. Well, it makes the roster, but I mean, he was healthy scratches a few times oh, last season. Oh, oh, you're talking about in strictly in uh, like game day. Week yeah. one. The problem with that, right? Like the thing with like Taiwan Jones, like he's a running back. He'll be on the team, the, the roster or in the um, game day roster, excuse me, because he'll, he plays special teams. Like he's a key contributor in special teams. The thing with Zach Moss, and maybe James Cook turns into this. That's not really who he is, but he'll be a good red zone threat out of the backfield. Zach Moss is the only guy that really legit is that power back. Yeah, like Marshawn Lynch, like a, obviously lesser Marshawn Lynch, but like Bill but you don't need him when Josh Allen's scoring sixty-two rushing touchdowns in the in the goal line. You don't need that's true. Zach Moss that's true. But do the Bills want to QB sneak Josh Allen? Like, do they maybe they, they have been since his rookie year? Even after they paid him four hundred million true. dollars. But it is a Ken Dorsey new offense, so maybe he right. Ken Dorsey right. was not like that. He did like maybe we, we have no idea. We could be speculating. We have no idea. 
I don't um, want Josh Allen in his 12th season to still be bulldozing guys into no, the end zone. I don't want Josh Allen. Look, I think Zach Moss, that's where he might have a legit chance to make on the active roster. Obviously, he'll have to come at an expense of another position that will lose uh, a player for that day. It all depends on numbers. But, like, Zach Moss will be on the roster. I don't think right. you have to worry about Zach Moss not making the 53-man roster. Will he be legit on the game days? That will be very interesting to see. So I mean, they I, signed him for Breda several times. Yeah. Yeah, but they maybe they, but like maybe they thought with Brita, um, yes, and they thought maybe like what James Cook is, and James Cook will be made better. McDog, you're confusing me, my man. You're really confusing me here. Like <laughs> you could say Moss is a beat, and Moss has flashed being very good. He's also flashed at being not good and not consistent enough and being injured. But if you're gonna say Singletary has to prove himself, and is or what? What did you say? Did he say Singletary has to prove himself? Um. What did, he, what did he say? I want to say what he said with Singletary. Uh, he hasn't proven anything to me. If Singletary hasn't proven anything to you, then Zach Moss hasn't proven anything to you. Because Singletary's time with the Bills has been better than Zach Moss's time with the Bills. I think 99% of Bills fans would agree with me. There might be someone like Zach Moss or Zach Moss's like family or something. It like might that. just be the expectations are a little different. If Singletary's coming in and he is like the predominant RB1 on the team, his expectations and what you expect from an RB1 are vastly different than what you're expecting from like a power back goal line guy. Yes. So maybe that's what he means is that Moss has proven it in the role that he's supposed to play on this offense. I but guess Singletary being RB1 hasn't in his mind. I guess, I guess. But I think the Bills still haven't given like the running back like a chance. Right. Like, and, right. and I think, and like we said, they don't have to turn into 30 carries a game. They have but to turn you might into not threat. have a true a RB1 in this offense when you have you're Josh Allen. When you have a top two no, you're not. quarterback in the NFL, you're not going to be a run heavy. I don't even think it has to do with Josh Allen. I think I think it has a fact to do with Josh Allen. Obviously, we're a super pass offense, but also James Cook because they're going to be s- splitting carries because they like what they each bring to the table. Yep. You're not going to have, it's not Christian McCaffrey where he does both. It's not Christian McCaffrey. Like you have, Christian McCaffrey with Singletary. Well, they're not. They're both not as good as Christian McCaffrey. Breaking right? news: Peter thinks that Devin Singletary and James Cook are, as are good as Christian, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. But you get like Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> you split him in half, or like right. what Devin Singletary brings to the table, brings to the table, and what James Cook brings to the table. You split them in half. That's Christian. Like if you put them together, that's Christian McCaffrey. Better is what, what? What is Christian McCaffrey? So I think that's what the Bills will use their running backs. If they had Christian McCaffrey, then we might see more of a true RB one. Not thirty carries a game, but him being the focal point of the running back room. With this true. team, you won't have it. I don't suspect. Um, Dominique's coming in. He's really on the outside looking into me. I like Duke better. I look. I thought Duke and maybe. You can comment on this, Adam, as well. But Duke Johnson's James Cook being brought in kind of messed up the Duke Johnson plan. If you're on the Duke Johnson train, there's really no point of Duke Johnson if you have James Cook in my in my, in my yeah. And he you can get him on the practice squad. I just don't yeah. think Duke Johnson makes a 53 man roster. I think the I think the big thing with the offense that I, I love Singletary and he, I think he's the RB one, but I also think that the front office is looking at opportunities to improve that position. Uh, not a lot of stuff leaks out of Buffalo, and we don't we don't know yeah. how much of this is true. But there were rumors in the offseason that the Bills were tied to a potential Christian McCaffrey trade. Yes. If you think Singletary is the guy and the right guy, you don't go after a Christian McCaffrey unless the the opportunity presents itself and it's there. The Bills were also rumored to be interested in Saquon Barkley. Again, th- that might not be a decision you make if you do think that Singletary is far and away the RB one of this offense. Not only that. 
but you spent the past two seasons drafting a running back in the draft and picking up veteran running backs in the offseason. Is that because you want a crowded running back room? Or is that because you might not be seeing everything you need to be seeing from Singletary? Yes. And also, like maybe the Bills won the trade offer for if this was true, McCaffrey was too high, financial right. doesn't work. Hey, you're going to just stuff. kick the tires and on it. It's a rumor. It's a rumor. So you're right. a lot of rumors. Just like remember the Antonio Brown stuff. Like that was never a thing. Like it, it wasn't really much of a thing. Like, was, so you never know. And look, look, McDonald's. Antonio Brown was the greatest Buffalo Bill for three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I was, I got, I was in high school. I was still in high school. I was a senior. I was very high. happy. I was, I was freaking out. Athlete. Yeah. And then I went to class and I wasn't. Then he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. McDog, I just don't think we're going to change your mind. And look, I don't have to. I'm not here to change your mind at all. You're entitled to your own opinion. You're entitled to what you want to believe in. We disagree. And that's the beauty of this show. And that's the beauty of sports. Everybody has a right to their opinion. And I'm never going to bash someone for their opinion. I would. I can disagree with you and give points to why my opinion might be, why I think my brand and why Adam might be right. But I'm never bashing. Your opinion is your opinion. Um, another winner, and we'll, we'll go through the West. We talked about James Crowder, Crowder a little bit in the losers with, with Isaiah McKenzie. We don't have to go there. Rookies with James Cook. Um, and let's talk about let's talk the rookies a second. Any rookie, just name one rookie, Adam, that you think has stood out to you. Kyrie Elam, James Cook, Christian Benford, Terrell Bernard, any of those couple of guys. Christian Benford, only because I was pounding the table. I was really hoping that he'd have a good camp, and it turns out that he is having a good camp. And I'm going to say two rookies uh, because Terrell Bernard, same thing, um, linebacker that I really thought could line up well. Um, I don't want to replace Taron Johnson, but I think one of Taron Johnson's um, not mishaps, but but shortcomings might be being able to line up against some of the bigger, more physical tight ends. And with Bernard's body type, I think that he would be a really good complementary piece to this defense. And the fact that he's having a good camp and Bernard's having a good camp, it just makes me excited for some minor deficiencies from some really great players on the team. And like Terrell Bernard just gives the Bills another look at the that yeah. position. Another yes. option, another versatility. They like versatility. They like guys that can do a lot of things. And Taron Johnson's a great slot corner. Oh, uh, amazing. PFF had him as a top five slot corner in the NFL. He's one of the best slot corners in the NFL. But he's not a big guy. So the Bills want to bring a third linebacker that has speed. That is not AJ Klein. And AJ Klein was fine from time to time, but he wasn't great. They want to bring in a guy that has legit speed, that can cover, that can go uh, sideline to sideline. That's Terrell Bernard. He'll come in as a third linebacker that give them another look, and that's good for the Bills. And it's not a knock on Taron Johnson because Taron Johnson is no. great. And I mean, and I mean, McDermott and Bean have always talked about McDermott and Bean have talked about ways to beat Kansas City, right? Kansas City's knocked us out of the playoffs two years in a row. Uh, I, I don't think Bernard was a random pickup. Yes, we we can use a third linebacker in those sets, but I think you look at the team that beat you the past two times, and you see, okay, they got right rid of Tyree Kill. They got Travis Kelsey. How do we combat Travis Kelsey? A big freaking dude who can take him right on the line, Terrell Bernard. I agree. Hey, look, McDog, agree to disagree, man. I'm all for next week, so the Buffalo Blitz is not here next week. Come back in two weeks. What is that day? When am I back? On the 13th? That? No. McDog, I want you, if 17th. McKenzie winds up having a solid year, I still want you in these chats letting us know how you feel about Singletary. Yes, yes. Yeah, let us know. And look, I'll be back in two weeks. I'll be back August 17th. I'm on vacation I'm going to Charleston, South Carolina tomorrow morning with my girlfriend Ooh. and her family. So we're, uh, I'll be back next Thursday, but I won't be back on next Wednesday. So, guys, if you missed the Buffalo Blitz next Wednesday, I'm sorry. I'm sorry Wednesday nights aren't filled with joy and all that stuff, but I'll be back next uh, Wednesday. And yeah, we got a couple of minutes left in the show, guys. Keep coming in the comments and all that fun stuff, but I appreciate, uh, 
you guys coming. Like, like another rookie, I like Kair Elam. He's been very solid. Look, he's had a couple where they say maybe would have been called a couple holdings, a couple of that type of thing. But that's a rookie going up against Stefan Diggs. That's not a fun yeah. match. Good luck. And then once Trey White comes back, Kyrie Elam won't Kyrie Elam won't have to deal with Tyreek Kill, Devontae Adams, like those type of receivers. But he's been very aggressive. He's been very good. He's been up in Diggs' face. He's been talking trash. I wrote him in my stock up, stock down as a stock up because he's been kind of average. Like has he's been played as advertised. He's going up against Diggs and Davis every day, which can't hurt. And then he's thinking, I'm doing pretty well. Like, I'm not doing great, but I'm doing solid, and I'm developing. I'm a rookie. When Trey White comes back, it's going to be easier. It's going to be a little easier for Kyrie Lam if he's going up against Diggs every day in practice when he comes and he's not going up against a Diggs type of receiver, when Trey White's going up against that type of receiver. Kyrie Lam's stock is up. Sean McDermott says, a little quote says, Sean McDermott says, well, Stefan Diggs and Kyrie Lam are having great one-on-one battles on the field. Diggs has taken time to talk with Elam off it to help rookie develop and learn. That's what you love to see. They're yeah. battling on the field, but Diggs knows Kyrie Lam is important to this team. Everyone is important to this team to win a Super Bowl. They're going up against each other in practice, and obviously you want to win your rep. Diggs wants to win his rep. So does Elam. But Diggs knows with Trey White injured, even with Trey White back, if Elam turns into a stud right away, this team is completely, completely different in the secondary. Well, Andrew, not, you're not hearing from camp that – you're not hearing from camp that Elam's getting burnt every single play, which is yeah, positive. Yeah. The fact you that would we're hear, not you would hear hearing that. that, you would yes, hear that. Exactly. The new guys, oh, no, you would hear. the problem. Like the OJ Howard, like we run him as a loser. I'm not going to pull him up, but he was, he's been a little, he's been better as of late, Everett. He's been better as of late. Yeah. And I also think that's him getting acclimated to the system. It's a hard system to learn, I heard. I, especially for like Case Keenum, I heard. But it's a hard system to learn. But he's not coming to be the number one tight end. He's number two tight end. But if no. Kyrie Elam was getting smoked, he was getting toasted, and he was just bad. It would be everywhere. It we wouldn't just wouldn't be know. Buffalo Bills beat reporters reporting it. It would be NFL, ESPN. Yeah. Everyone would be talking about it. That's why, like, the Joe Flacco thing. Joe Flacco's point having a good camp then. They're not going to – the Jets guys are not just going to put that out because they know – No, they're they going to put it out because Zach Wilson is sleeping with moms, and so there's got to be somebody at camp to talk about things. Allegedly, sorry. Allegedly sleeping with mothers. So they just <laughs> want more controversy in New New Jersey. But imagine Joe Flacco started week one. Oh, I have a Jets fan who I work with, and I would just love if that happened. I'm from I'm from Westchester, New York. So I live in Westchester, New York. I go to school in Rhode Island, but I'm from Westchester, New York. So all my I'm 45 minutes from Jets Giants games. I'm from MetLife. So I have all my friends I grew up with, all my friends are either Jets or Giants friends. And um one of my close friends from school is actually a Jets fan too. That would be something. And it's a division because it'll be worse if they start. And I like Zach Wilson. I think he has very high potential. If he doesn't start week one, I'm not saying his career is over, but that, that's a second-year rookie not starting week one for Joe Flacco. Not like a legit like. No, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing if you're a Jets fan. It's a good thing if you're a Bills fan. You like want them just to lose. Um, yeah, yeah McDog, if Singletary is a good year, I'll definitely get my worth, man. I hope he proves me wrong because let's go Buffalo. Yeah, we hope he proves yeah. you wrong. Not because we yeah. want you to be wrong, but if Singletary is really good, the Bills are good. The bills are better. Um, man press. We need Jim's coming in. Man press. We need that, especially against tight ends. Terrell Bernard, baby. Yeah, Terrell Bernard. Bernard Kyrie. I'm not not against tight ends, but he'll be a press. He could be play the press. He's physical. He's super. He's a very physical corner. Um, but yes, against the tight ends, the Kelseys of the world, the Darren Walls of the world, Mark Andrews, those type of tight ends. 
that the Bills, if those three guys could potentially see them in the playoffs. And, yeah. and so those are the guys that are important to the team. Um, One final winner we'll end the show with, and I appreciate everyone that's coming to the comment section. As always, Tremaine Edmonds. Adam, I remember right. You and I are both on the Tremaine Edmonds trade. Yeah. So was Dave. I think Dave yeah. is on the Tremaine that's Edmonds That's what was trade. shocking was all three of us were in on it. Which I don't think you can find – that I don't think if I could just go on Twitter and be like, I need two guys for the show tonight, and I have all, <laughs> yeah. all three, right? It's me and two other guys. There's one chance, there's, there's, there has to be a guy that's not a Tremaine Edmonds guy. So, Adam, Tremaine Edmonds winner so far, week and a half in the camp, and I love it. Uh, yeah, I, I think that it, it's recency bias, but he had that interception um, on Josh Allen where he kind of leaped out of nowhere and caught a ball, and that's kind of what a lot of Bills Mafia was talking about. They need to see some explosive plays from him, some splash plays, because that's what we need to see from our linebacker. Again, uh, he's having a really solid camp. You're not hearing a lot about him, which means he's doing well, aside from the interception that you obviously heard about. Um, I talked about it before. I think with the additions on the defensive line, with Von Miller being able to set the edge and Ed Oliver to get to go home and eat, um, Tremaine Edmonds is going to be the biggest beneficiary from a successful D-line. I think Tremaine Edmonds hears all of Bill's mafia potentially talking crap about him. Um, he's a he's a quiet leader. He's a he's a young stud on this on this roster who's been a, a part of the new culture with Buffalo for the past few years. So Tremaine Edmonds is going to be a winner at camp, and he's also going to be a winner this season. Look, you don't have to be the biggest Tremaine Edmonds fan. You don't have to think we have to sign him to a long-term extension. You don't. But if you don't think that the lack of legit interior defenders and run stoppers has not hurt Tremaine Edmonds, then I can't help you. I cannot help you. You don't have to think he's great. You don't have to think he's part of the future. You don't. But you cannot tell me that he hasn't been affected by the lack of legit pat or legit run stoppers in the interior of the defensive line when running backs and John Jonathan Taylor, that Colts game is exactly, or just going through the defensive line with not being touched. Please let me know how hard that would be for Tremaine Edmonds to make a tackle. Look, he has to make a little more splash plays. He does, but he's been very, very good so far in his Bills career. Yes. He hasn't made that super, super splash play. And sometimes he gets caught up, but, I expect, a, one, a big year for Tremaine Edmonds. Maybe not like Matt Perino predict an all-pro year. That would be something. Then all these Bills fans would eat their worlds, and we would have to pay him a lot of money if he's an all-pro. Um, but the interior defensive line will help Tremaine Edmonds. If you don't think that, then I cannot help you. I cannot. He's, he's, the, he's the signal caller on a top-five defense in the NFL for consecutive seasons. Yeah. Jim Graham, Jim's coming, 100-plus tackles, enough said. Yeah. McDog, love you, man. Wow. But Let's go, McDog. He's not worth the roster spot. That is that is something. Yeah, he's worth the roster spot. He's he's He doesn't give any he, – he does – he deserves the – Tyler Metcavich. Let's go, baby. It's Metcavich season. I might have to kick now. I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's worth the roster spot. He's what, what did I saw who came off a list with like the 10th best middle linebacker in the NFL, something like that. I think somebody yeah. came out of a list. It was that, it was that list a few weeks ago where they were going position by position, uh, linebacker safety. Where did, where did they rank former. him as a linebacker? I don't think they had him top 10. Okay. Okay. I saw some other, ever heard of all sports news, that yep. Instagram account. They ranked him as like 12. I mean, like that's a fair 12. That's a fair position. That's worth the roster spot. 
that's worth a roster spot. Uh, he's not daydreaming out there. He's not daydreaming. Look, he gets swallowed up sometimes, and I get that. But he's also asked to do so much for this team. Why? Like, I feel like I'm just talk, sometimes talking. Not not to, not to you, McDonald. I appreciate, it, but like just in general, just some people just can't understand that one, his job is extremely hard, and two, the lack of run defense is just hurts linebackers. And he's been very good for the Bills. He hasn't been a superstar. That's true. He hasn't been number a one defense in the NFL last year, and he's the play caller. Yes, that is something. Dave's coming in. Smash, Smash that, that like, baby. Appreciate Let's go. It. Appreciate it. Oh, we know Dave's a huge year. Let's friend. go. He's a massive Edmonds guy. And Jim, yeah, McDog might be drinking MD 2022. <laughs> Jim's on Jim's on the uh, Tremaine Edmonds train. We're all on the Tremaine Edmonds train. I know Dave is. So, guys, Dave Myers, one of the founders of Built in Buffalo. The reason Adam and I are one speaking here, Adam's running the Twitter account and all that stuff. And I write and do I write for builtinbuffalonews.com. That's he's the main reason we're here. So shout out to Dave. I appreciate it. And he's back. Billsology Saturday nights, 9 a.m. Yes, we hope you're wrong, McDog. We hope you're wrong. We, we were hoping <laughs> wrong a couple of times tonight. Mackenzie, I know you said you saw some, some things approved, but you weren't as low on Mackenzie as you were on Devin Singletary. Man, what did Devin Singletary do to, do to you? And what did Tremaine Emmons do to you? Like, you know what the Is McDog 22 just a Zach Moss burner account? Oh my God, McDog! Uh, before we sign off, uh, if you're still here, I appreciate it. Give me some of the players that you love. Like, just don't say Josh Allen or Stefan Diggs. Like, like, do you like some of the? I think you do. I'm assuming you do, but I just want to know. And um, I just want to know. I just really want to know. Dave's coming in. Emmons rolls insane. He does so much more than people realize. Front for this, you will make Emmons a monster. Yep. Dave, what are you just copying? Ace, what I just say, Dave? Come on, yep. man, be original. No, I'm joking. Uh, talk yeah, about Dave. our show, Dave. Come on, man. Dave, you got to be copying. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I appreciate it, Dave. Jim, I appreciate you, man. I'm a big fan of your show. Love the interaction. Yeah, guys, I try. And sometimes we get a little off the train, but I want to interact with you guys. One, because I appreciate everyone that's tuning in. You guys are listening to me. And obviously tonight, Adam, talk about the Buffalo Bills. And we couldn't ask for you more. That is, it's awesome to do that. And I want you guys to keep coming back. And I want you guys to feel appreciated that. You get I just want to see McDog's list, here. man. I just want to see McDog's please list. Please still be here because. Just right let now, us know. I want to just give me a couple players. McDog, please be here. We might have to stall for a couple minutes here. We might have to stall for a couple minutes here. Anything else we want to touch on? One, another winner. Football is back. We got we got a game tomorrow night. Yep. Jaguars and Raiders, right? That's the matchup. No Trevor Lawrence, no Derek Carr, no um, Devontae Adams. Um, but I mean, football is going to be back, which means that we're one one day closer to Bills football being back. I know I'm I'm personally going to go to the season opener against the Titans. Um, so I'm I'm oh, really really excited. Yeah. Ooh ooh. Wait, you you got your seats yet? Where are you sitting? Uh, I'm in the end zone. Okay. Uh, like Solid. seven or eight rows up. My, I'm I'm in Phoenix, so my girlfriend and I are going to be flying out to take my dad to the home opener. Ooh. That's that's gonna be something. Hopefully, it's coming off a nice Thursday night victory. They built some rested. And that's what I mean. Beat up on the Titans. They can beat up McDoug. Is this list not coming, dude? I don't Did think it's get, coming. It's I, if I sign off and I see this come on McDoug, I'm McDoug. Follow us on Twitter and at us your yes. top five favorite bills that aren't Allen or Diggs, or even just at Built and Buffalo at someone that is. Yeah, yeah. Our Twitter. Let me let me let me move. Uh, let me move our. See right here, DBOC, Peter's my Twitter, and then Primetime at. Is that your Twitter, Adam? Yep. yep. Is that your Twitter? 
Yes, that'd yep. be your. Follow yeah. us on Twitter. Let us know. That's the, yeah, the talk know. of the show. Yes, and Adam, once again, man, where can everyone find you? Like on Twitter, and what exactly? If people missed in the beginning of the show, what do you do for Built in Buffalo? Yeah, so you can follow me on Prime Time. Wait, Adam, wait, or... wait, 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 wait! I'm cutting you off. We oh, he's sending us a top five. We I'm cu- I'm cutting you off, Adam. I'm sorry. That's fine. To, no, you're good. I'm cut you off. Matt Milano's a beast. Good. Matt Milano is a beast. Uh you love most. You like Davis. Loves most of the defensive players besides Edmonds. So Milano, Davis, our entire defensive unit <laughs> except <Brent>. Edmonds. <laughs> What you okay, like? that's All fine. Right. That's fine. Oh, and Dominique's coming in. Super chat four ninety nine. Appreciate it. Thank you, Dominique. Thank you. Sending support to Built in Buffalo, guys. You guys, I know I get to all your comments, but if you want your super chat to be nice and colorful, you get send us a super chat. It doesn't. It could be for could be for a million dollars if you wanted to. One million it could be for if you send us a million dollars. We I don't know. We might send it back. I know Brian a couple weeks when we were on the show, uh, um, he was trying to send us some money, but he had to put a password in and he just got pissed. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Uh, Jim's not a big fan of McDoug. Not a big fan of McDoug. And McDoug's coming in. Our defense really does need help this year. I don't think our defense really needs help this year. Our defense was the number one defense. Oh, in wait, maybe you're seeing our offense this year really does oh, need help. Offense. Oh, the defense is solid. It might why be offense. Your, why does your offense need help? Maybe Josh Allen doesn't do it for him. Maybe McDoug's not a Josh Allen fan. <laughs> McDoug, I love it. Please never <laughs> stop coming into the shows. I love it. I love yes. the hot takes. They're my favorite. Tomorrow thing. night, breaking tables, 8 p.m. I want you coming in with the same energy. I better Come on, McDoug. Let's same get energy. It. Piss off. <laughs> yeah. Even if you don't believe, I you I love the energy. Okay, he likes Allen. Owen's trash. Owen's not trash, and they improved. They're oh, they were okay last year. They're a little average. I'll say average, and they improved. But we could be here. McDoug's a Pats fan. Jim, I don't think McDoug's a Pats fan. But look, we'll be here all night if we're doing this. We'll be here for yes. twelve o'clock if we keep. Um, so we're gonna have to cut it off all at here. Appreciate everyone that has uh, decided to come in, McDoug. I'm back in two weeks. August 17th. <laughs> I better see you here. And I hopefully I see you tomorrow night. Same either YouTube, Twitter. You can't comment on Twitter, which is so stupid on a live yeah. show. I don't know wh- who, who came up with that idea. You can't comment on a Twitter live show. Somebody fix that. Somebody go fix that. But YouTube and Facebook, if you want to check us out, guys, every night, basically, live shows. Adam, I know I cut you off last time, but where can yep. everyone find you on Twitter? And what exactly do you do for Built in Buffalo? You can follow me here at Adam Zintech three or Primetime Adam on Twitter. Uh, I just post ridiculous Bills things all day. Um, I'd love oh, to interact with you guys more on there. Yep, yep. So give me a follow on there. And then for Built in Buffalo, um, I help manage their Twitter account. So we have an awesome, awesome, awesome team of people that I help manage, making sure that we have posts going out daily, all the latest news, breaking updates cool Josh Allen graphics, some awesome sound bites, some good videos, um, and then making sure that all of our live shows and our podcasts go on the network as well. Follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, hit us up on TikTok, um, LinkedIn. I don't know if it's there, but try to find us and follow us there. 
Um, everything. Anything everything. you can find built in Buffalo. Go to AOL Instant Messenger. See if you can find a built in Buffalo. Follow them too. Best content in the game right now. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. BuiltInBuffaloNews.com. Great articles I write for them. But yeah, guys, if you like the Twitter post, obviously follow Twitter. And obviously Adam has a hand in it. I am Peter DiBiase. DiBiase Peter is my Twitter account. You will, If you follow me, I will follow you back, no doubt. I am off next week. Sorry. I am off next week. I'm going on vacation. So I'm off August 10th, guys. My first show I've missed since I joined the network maybe a handful of months ago. So I'm off August 10th. I will be back August 17th for both Buffalo Blitz. So I'll see you guys in two weeks. If you guys want to check this out in podcast form, you can. Always rewatch it on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Twitter. But Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that fun stuff. If you guys want to check that out, will do. But, guys, I will see you, everyone, in two weeks. Breaking tables tomorrow night at 8 p.m. You guys don't want to miss it. Everyone have a good night and go 